Welcome to life, love, insight, fertility, experiences. Today I'm here with three women who remain anonymous to discuss miscarriage. Welcome to life, bringing you insight and experiences into love, relationships, and fertility with a focus on enjoying life and moving forward. Today we'll be speaking with three women about miscarriage. Miscarriage is so prevalent, up to 70% of all pregnancies result in miscarriage. Those numbers are staggering to me, and they kind of give me the chills. But on the other hand, it reminds me that this is something natural, that it's not uncommon. It's something that so many women go through and don't even know they're going through unless they've taken an early pregnancy test. So ladies, thank you so much for being here today. You sharing your story, your impression, your thoughts about this helps so many other people not feel isolated and alone, especially since so many people don't share that they're pregnant early on. And so if they have one loss or two or many more than that, or if it's short term or sometimes very, very late term, they, um, they go through it alone because they haven't shared it. So... I'd like to ask you two questions, and one is, what was your journey like, and how it impacted you to have a miscarriage? And the other is, why you agreed to come on today? So, we're going to refer to everybody by their, um, by not necessarily their initials, but by initials, and everything's going to remain anonymous. It's definitely been a struggle. I really think it's important for people to talk about miscarriage more and just the awareness and the level of stress that it brings and anxiety that it brings to everyday life. Um, And yeah, I think that most people, like most women, definitely go through some type of struggle, um, especially now that, you know, women are getting pregnant later on in life. Um, So yeah. Well, you just said a lot <laughs> in those two sentences. Um, what about the struggle? What about what people have to go through and, and the impact? Well, there's the pressures of society. There's like your family saying, when are you going to have a baby? You know, it's just that type of pressure, the pressure you put on yourself because you're like, what's wrong with your body, why aren't you getting pregnant? Um, or when you do get pregnant, you get so excited and then you get anxious. And and then uh, unfortunately the, the fear um, becomes reality um, of the miscarriage. And yeah, so. So we see that so often and we also see that when people are pregnant, when they've had one or two miscarriages prior, it makes that pregnancy so challenging for them because it's hard to take a deep breath and relax. Can you relate to that at all? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I can definitely relate to all of this. I think that totally applies to myself and my experience. Um, I think for me personally, it was more the pressure that I put on myself um, waiting to start a family Um, especially. And then in hindsight, it was like, why did I wait? But you know, now that I'm, this has been a few years ago, I, I look back and I think, well, you know, 
the age old saying everything happens for a reason. It's all about timing. I mean, I guess I'm the type of person that always wants an answer. And when it comes to miscarriage, there really isn't an answer, right? There's no, there are statistics and they are just staggering since you just repeated them. It's like, my God, I can't believe they are that high. Um, and you know, it's just that, that is the reason, but specifically related to yourself, unless you do the testing and all that, it's like, there really is no answer, right? It's just, it's a part of nature and science and, Right, and there's a chromosomal issue there where right. it's not viable. Right. I recently heard in this in a conversation I had with Dr. Shashin that when they first came out with pregnancy tests, they didn't want to put them on the shelves because they were so afraid that women would miscarry and see that they were pregnant one day and not the next, that they would become afraid to become pregnant. That's how frequently people miscarry. Very often, we don't know that we miscarry. We just think our period's a little bit late. That's the frequency of it. But we don't talk about it. And what Elle said is very true. We need to talk about it. We need to take the mystique out of it. And certainly, it is not your fault. It is not anybody's fault if they miscarry. And lots of times, especially in the first trimester, it's nature's way of saying this is not really going to work mm-hmm. so the pressure that you put on yourself and the self-blame you know, how do you get rid of that i think maybe by what Elle said which is um talking about it more and making it seem le- more common you know just like anything the more commonplace it becomes the less each individual takes on on themselves and so i think it's important and, and a lot of the reason that people aren't talking about it is like you said is because it happens so early on before people even disclose that they're even pregnant. So then they don't go ahead and backtrack and say, you know, I was pregnant, but now I've miscarried. So they just move on and, and it becomes harder and harder each pregnancy because you fear the worst. I'm taking it. That's why all of you came on to talk about it today is because you want to try and normalize this in some way and yes. put this to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe even stand up and advocate for people and say it's okay, yeah. it's normal, we're going through this together even though we're alone. Does it have anything to go to do with going on to have a healthy pregnancy if you miscarry? Do you think that that's a thought that goes through everybody's head? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that most people from what I've read and my experience with people in my lives have, you know, who, who I know have miscarried, myself included, have gone on to have pregnancies, healthy pregnancies. So I don't think it actually means that you can't at all. Um, but I think that when you do have a miscarriage, that's your biggest fear is that it's some kind of uh, marker for future success. Uh, and especially when they're repeated miscarriages. Yes. Um, and with my experience, this was going back uh, five or so years ago, I, I've had a total of two miscarriages in my whole journey. And the first one happened uh, just two months after actively trying to get pregnant. Uh, so I, I got pregnant easily and I, and, and I was over the age of 35 at the, at the time. So I was, I was relieved that I got pregnant so quickly and I had my six week or whatever appointment you go to your first OB appointment and they heard a heartbeat um, or maybe that was eight week. But anyway, they heard a heartbeat. It was moving along. I was very um, optimistic, you know, and it ended up being a miscarriage just a few weeks later. 
at, uh, at 10 weeks. And it was just, I, it was uh, not confirmed by a DNC where they test the tissue, but, um, but it was believed to be chromosomal, you know, which is typically a, a lot of the reasons that people miscarry is, like you said, Lori, that um, it's not a viable pregnancy. There's some abnormality in it. Your body it decides that and, and the, the pregnancy is no longer viable. So my point is, is that although it was really difficult that first uh, miscarriage, it, it gave me some, because I had known so many people that did have a miscarriage in my life, my mother included, uh, and my, a lot of my close friends did, I sort of thought it was just something that might happen to a lot of people and that I would go on and, and be successful, like no problem because I got pregnant so quickly. And then when I had my second miscarriage, then I started thinking otherwise and I became a big sort of red flag in my mind that there was something not right with my body or there was some issue with my eggs and it became this all of a sudden this flip of being so anxious about everything and that was the beginning of you know what ended up being a long journey of infertility but ended you know ended in in a positive manner but um so for me like what you know what a miscarriage means to me has changed a lot from the beginning from from before I had one till till having one and even till now, um, it it has went from being something that was disappointing and and hard, but also hopeful that I was able to get pregnant and something kind of maybe that ha people went through, and then it just marked the beginning of a difficult struggle, and it made me really empathize with everyone else that has gone through many more than I have gone through. You know, there's there I have a friend that went had seven or eight, just constantly, pregnancy, miscarriage, pregnancy, miscarriage. So it, it becomes such a, a letdown. Yeah, we find, I find very often with people I work with that um, when they do get pregnant after a miscarriage, it's very hard to take a deep breath until after you reach that mark. And yes. uh, when that miscarriage, mm -hmm. even after that, that kind of, um, kind of innocent joy is taken away a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there were several women who reached out to me who were interested, but this conversation was too much for them to have because of where they were in terms of the pregnancy and where they were in terms of their prior miscarriages. Right. And, and so you, you know, you've said so much, and I saw S nodding her head a lot. Um, what were you thinking when she was talking? Um, I mean, again, it just, it all resonates. It's, it's, you know, I, for me, I had a miscarriage, it was about two and a half years ago. And then I did go on to have a healthy pregnancy afterwards, but, um, like I said before, I waited to start uh, with, you know, trying to have a family and it didn't work naturally. So I um, went to a fertility clinic, got on Clomid and then got pregnant right away. So it was like so exciting. And, you know, this like innocent joy that you said and, but not really, cause you know, it wasn't, it didn't feel completely natural in my head, but it is of course. Um, that expression all the time, I'm sorry. To interrupt you, but they always use that expression when it comes to fertility treatment, natural. Is it really not natural? I guess, 
I feel like when it is, I mean, it is, you know, even all, all fertility drugs are natural hormones. You're just taking lots more of them. Right. And it's, I guess it just doesn't feel natural to me because you're having help from a doctor as opposed to just, you know, oops, I got pregnant or wow, it's a miracle. We tried once and I got pregnant. I mean, I, you know, from both sides of the spectrum, I have it, what felt like at the time, all my friends got pregnant the first try. And then I also have friends and friends of friends who have had several miscarriages and I'm so empathetic to that. Uh, You know, it's, my heart goes out to everyone and it's just no matter one, several, it's just not an easy thing. And I guess I, I, um, I sort of lost my train of thought. Um, What's a lot? What's that? It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's okay. But that's okay. I think, no, I think, well, what I was going to say was, um, just going back to feeling so excited. And then um, it was actually during the uh, Christmas holidays and that I, I, so my birthday is beginning of December. So I found out on my birthday that I was pregnant and then, you know, the holidays came around and I, I got to share the news with everyone a little bit, very premature, but I shared it with our close family and um, my husband and my family. And then I went for my first appointment right after the holidays, after the New Year's, and there was no heartbeat. And I remember fainting in the doctor's office because I was just so devastated. It's going to make me emotional. But um, they did like the salt sticks and I came to, and I swear every time I see those salt sticks, I'm like, oh my God, this is a thing. And I don't know if it is. Like, I don't, I, I just still, and um and then, you know, after that, I, I, you know, still in the journey, um, I continued on with a few more rounds of Clomid, IUI, IVF, um, but I now have a healthy daughter. So, sorry. <laughs> it's a process, I know. It's, it's such a process and journey and... Yeah, it's, it's so a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster and just, um, yeah. I guess my, I'm in my the middle part, of it right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. So am I, I think that's why I'm so emotional. Um, yeah. I'm starting a, another round of IVF after a failed one recently. And, um, I mean, Lori, I was thankful, you know, to have this platform to talk about it because also selfishly it's therapeutic. Um, and of course I would love for people to hear any story. Cause I know that I'm not someone that was really fond of the idea of being in a, um, support group, but I'm like the queen of Googling when it comes to trying to get pregnant. So I might know what I think of Googling. I know, I know. I don't, yeah. I don't recommend it, but, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I was actually yeah. working with um, a physician who's trying to get pregnant right now. And like, she started Googling and I had to have, give her my lecture this morning about Googling, you know, what, what is it about Googling that, um, well, before I go there, Elle, you were shaking your head a lot. What were you thinking? Um, I empathize with her. Um, I had, my husband and I like tried for a year and then um, we moved on to doing an IUI, which is the Clomid. And we did one round. This was last year in May. 
and um, nothing happened. It didn't, we didn't get pregnant. So the next month they said my estrogen level, like when you go in for the, you know, baseline levels, my estrogen level was like a little high. So I had, I wasn't going to do it the next month. So um, we ended up getting pregnant naturally that month. And um, I was so excited. My husband was jumping up and down. It was so cute. And, but I still had like a fear of miscarriage. And sure enough, we went to the reproductive endocrinologist um, to get monitored. So that was like, I don't know, we went like two or three times. So I think it was like, they never saw a heartbeat. So we, we, they saw a sap, um, but my numbers, like my beta HCG, we're not like doubling or at least 60% or more, which is um, what they look for in early pregnancy for um, a healthy pregnancy. And um, so I started, when I found that out, I was like hysterically crying that day. And I, and it was a lot. Um, and yeah, I just felt like went, like it was, my world was shattered and I just like, felt for my husband because I just, he was, he's going to be the best dad. And I just, you know, I just, my heart broke. Um, but we got over it. So that was like last summer, we went away last summer, a couple of times we said to ourselves, you know what, I'm going to take, we're not going to like really try that summer. And we did another round of I, so the second round of IUI, I think in November of 2019 and nothing happened. So we did in December So then we were hit with the decision: should we do IVF? And I had a I had a lot of anxiety about IVF. Like I didn't like birth control because birth control made me felt feel like just not myself. Um, you know, very anxious and um, yes, and like a little depressed and just irritable. And so I was like, how am I going to take all these hormones? You know. Um, but, and I, I was also uh, nervous about like the actual procedure. I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, just going under is nerve wracking for me. Um, but I said to myself, I need to do, I think I should do this. I think it's the, the best option. And so I ended up doing the egg retrieval in March and um, we got a good amount of eggs. And then it's like from there, like the, 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 like the numbers dwindle, it's like you get, you get a certain amount of eggs, then they have to be mature, then they have to be vi the fertilized, then they have to make it to like day five blastocyst. And then from there, whatever makes it to the day five blastocyst, um, get, I chose to get embryo tested, the PGT, I think it's called, or PGS tested. And that's just uh, testing for chromosomal abnormalities, I guess, Down syndrome, and maybe like trisomy 18 or and 13 maybe I'm not sure so I ended up getting having five normal um, PGT uh, tested embryos so I was very happy with that we transferred one of them in a couple months ago and I'm currently pregnant right now so but it's still like the fear like I'm out of the like the first trimester but the fear of like still because like people still have miscarriages in the second trimester like it's still not, I'm still not over that. And I still have that like daily. That's the most important part to recognize. It's still not unusual, that fear that stays with you. And more fertility treatment you go through, and I don't want to downplay 
wanting to have a child without and getting pregnant without going for fertility treatment. But the more treatment you go through and the more you contemplate and want to build this future and see this future, the more anxiety is tied to the pregnancy. It takes so much effort to get there, typically. It does, right? Emotionally, mm -hmm. physically, financially. Yeah, and there's so much at stake. And our relationships with our partners and everybody else mm -hmm. that come into our world and our primary focus, it becomes almost tunnel vision at a certain point. Yeah. Yes. And in the, in the beginning, you're so innocent to the whole idea right. of getting pregnant. You know, you assume that you're, even myself being over 35 at the time, I for some reason, I assumed it was going to go easy, easily. And uh, I think it's just that inherent opti optimism that maybe people have, and especially with something as natural as getting pregnant. You, know, you spend most of your teenage years not trying not to get pregnant and all of a sudden it becomes the, the hardest thing in the world exactly um, that yeah. you hit it on the head right but i would like to repeat what you just said because i think it's so important right you just think you're just supposed to go get pregnant and it's all supposed right. to be fine but that's almost like if we look at the statistics it's a little bit of a fairy tale in many ways isn't it yeah up to 70%, that doesn't mean 70%. You think that this doesn't happen. And we're raised to believe we should use contraceptives and be careful and not get pregnant until we wanna get pregnant. And then when we wanna get pregnant, there's a little bit of a challenge at times. And then we start blaming ourselves. That's right. what I heard you say. I don't know if it- Yes, yeah, definitely. And then as the challenge increases, because after that first miscarriage, you know, if, if in my case, it didn't go on to be a healthy pregnancy the next time I got pregnant or the next, it just was one roadblock after one challenge after another, totaling, a, you know, I think of my entire journey was four years, you know, not to sound scary, but it was four years, many uh, fertility treatments and tons of heartbreaking losses and, you know, including these two miscarriages. So it was, it, and each, each step of the way, as you said, Lori, it, it creates more anxiety. So that, that one time uh, innocence that I had of, oh, we're just going to, you know, go out for drinks and hopefully I'll get pregnant, you know, and it turns into this, this anxious monumental mountain that I'm trying to climb that it's impossible to reach, you know, and then finally when you get to where you think you're safe, are you really, you know, it just becomes this, this, uh, you can't touch, you can't catch your breath or you can't, you know, you're holding your breath the whole time uh, until you have that healthy child in your arms, you know, and, it, and even then it, it's still. Do you think it has to be that whole time? Is there something that could be done that you can have snippets or times to enjoy the pregnancy? For me, I think it's day, like trying to take it day by day. Um, so I have some good days and I have some anxious days. That's how I was too. I was the same way. I had good days and then I had like, you know, just days that you think, is this going to go wrong? I mean, because, you know, it, it is, it's a miracle having a child. It really is. And I feel like going through miscarriage and then a whole fertility journey, it's like you are like talking about the whole innocence loss. Like you're so aware of everything that can go wrong that, yeah, it's like, 
ignorance is bliss, I guess. I use that term all the time in regarding this, just because, you know, you can't take back all the knowledge that you gain from all of this, which is great to to know everything, but then you know so much about this subject that you wish you didn't have to know all this information about miscarriages and infertility and so on. Yeah. You're really all experts at this point. For me, um, when it happened, it was like, okay, you know, like off you go, go home and call us uh, when not to be graphic, but like when you start bleeding. And I just remember being in like the worst pain ever and terrified at the amount of blood. And then I had to go to the emergency room because my blood type was different than, or I have a, I have a, I've O negative. So I had to have a Rogam shot. And I sat in the emergency room for like eight hours because they were so busy. And I don't know, I guess just the physical part of it. I remember just being in all this pain and like, yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's true. Remember that? Uh, and I, that I remember no one being... talks about. Sorry. That, yeah. yeah. No, it's a, I was going to say I, that is a good point. because I. But it's funny because the remembrance of a miscarriage, that's the, that's like the thing that I remember secondarily, you yeah. know, yeah, but me too. I do remember that when the doctor sent me home and said, okay, and they, I, they had given me, given me like a suppository or something to initiate the miscarriage at that point. Um, and I was just waiting for it to happen and not knowing what to expect. Like in my living room, yeah. I had all my painkillers. I had like a heating pad and I was like, they had said I was going to pass things the size of an orange um, or bigger. And I was mortified at what was going to come out of me. And that it was what it was going to look like, and and then it was, and but so it was the anticipation of the actual event that we really got me, and then also the pain, yeah, that that you actually go through, and then you feel like you're you're going through this, like you're. I felt like I was like giving myself an abortion or something, like it yeah, was just this yeah. like traumatic, physical, disgusting thing that was happening. That was you know, and the days off of work, yeah. So anyway, I mean, that would have, um, I I relate to that aspect. Yeah. Much different than just passing um, a simple miscarriage and not knowing that you are knowing. Yeah. It's very scary. Yeah. 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 And yet, we still go on and have the family, like you said, Kay. Yeah. I think this conversation is a gift to give to people. Yeah. It's like, I guess, you know, it's like something that you don't think about on a regular basis. And then when I reflect back on it, yeah, the, the, um, feeling that we went through at the time kind of comes back a little bit of how hard it really was you know you kind of just push it down push these these things down and into you know to kind of move on and just and it's sort of like I don't know it doesn't go away it just festers (laughs) yeah Yeah. I, I hadn't thought about it I I was like nervous I'm like to my husband I'm like I don't I haven't really like thought about you know this and in a year you know it's just more of the fear that i i fear like just miscarriage in general um but the actual like situation that i went through like i didn't i i didn't really Mm -hmm. there's so many degrees and so many levels of all of this stuff there's nobody has the same journey everybody's is different yeah. You're rattling off letters, you're rattling off procedures, you're rattling off names. You, you learned the hard way about it. Yeah. Yeah. The message, the takeaway message from this is that we need to advocate 
for ourselves. We need to not make this a secret. And what else? What else do we need to do to help others in this situation? I think that we just need to make sure that people understand that, you know, this does happen to a lot of women. And sometimes it's just a one-time, you know, pregnancy loss, which is substantial enough, but then maybe the next time it's, they get pregnant and it's fine. And for other, other women like myself, it turns into the beginning of a, of a long journey, but it's still okay in the end. And, and I think that what I'd like people to know is that uh, I, I believe that most journeys will end happily if the people want to continue, no matter how they start or how hard that the road is, if they want to go, go through it. And for, for me, it was four years. It will, you know, it'll make, it'll end happily and you'll be okay. And, you know, miscarriages are just part of the journey at that point. And those, those losses, those pregnancies that didn't come to be, those uh, were your body's way of, you know, it's getting, of stopping something that was not going to be a, a, a healthy child. So it was, it was sort of just meant to happen. And, and I don't look at it like, you know, that was as big of a loss of a child. It, it was mm-hmm. just more, you know, like a, my body was helping me understand, you know, helping me kind of go forward. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Like a beautiful analogy. Anybody else that you'd like people to take with them in this conversation? I think that was beautifully said. I really do. Um, yeah, I, I agree. It's, you know, I think the takeaway is again, it happens. It's not your fault. Um, and I love the idea of, you know, no matter what the journey, the outcome will be happy and positive. There are so many alternatives and solutions. I guess that's the advantage of living in today's world. Um, and, you know, having a miscarriage isn't the end all be all. And at least when it happened to myself, it's like, I'd rather, in hindsight, I was glad that it happened when it did um, in terms of like timing and, you know, cause then it's like, you get better, you feel better and you move forward. Um, so. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? They both said it beautifully. Um, I think I, yeah, just, I guess the more that people talk about it, as they both said, um, I also really appreciate like when I hear celebrities come out and say that they've had miscarriages um, or IVF. I think that that's like contributing to the awareness and like making it more mainstream. Um, And yeah, I think that now like, like I said earlier, there, because women are getting pregnant later, there are, there, the chances are that there will be more miscarriages because just nature and science. Um, and I think that because it, it is, a, it's hopeful that women will, and men will uh, have a family because there are other resources out there, which is, which is really good. And they keep improving. Like my sister did IVF, I don't know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, and she didn't have her embryos tested. That wasn't even a thing then. So it's like now we we have testing available. So I think things are constantly improving and that's a hopeful message to send as well. 
Well, I think that's wonderful. So I really want to thank the three of you for coming on today. And, you know, we want to shatter this myth a little bit that everybody that's pregnant and um, you know, carries a child to term the day they decide to get pregnant. And we want to allow people uh, to be able to make this part of a normal conversation so that it's not a taboo subject and that we realize that it's a loss, but it's not a loss that we can't recover from and it's not a loss that we can't go on and have our families with. So ladies, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If anybody has any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at laurimetz.net. <laughs>